Welcome to ContenderCast, a leadership conversation centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. This is the ContenderCast. Justin Hahnemann, we are shining a light on bright ideas. And today we're back in the consumer goods space. I'm very, very excited because on the podcast today is one of my good friends in the consumer goods and retail space, Bonnie Sussman Strominger. Bonnie, it's awesome having you on the podcast. Thanks so much, Justin. Happy to be here. We have been trying to coordinate this for a couple of weeks. And so I'm so glad we finally were able to work this out. Absolutely. Um, all right. So for those of you that don't know Bonnie, she is the founder and CEO of this very cool company called Go Lids, And they create lids for the food and beverage industry. And we're going to talk all about how this company got launched, um, where they are today, designing this product and getting it to market and all the things around that. So you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. So Bonnie, um, let's dive in with... With, you know, you looking at your career in 2012, what got you so fired up and, and whatnot to go and launch this company called GoLids? Well, you know, I started out in the corporate world, really. And I was in that space for decades. Yes. And I really found a void in the market. It all really stemmed from my own personal experiences that I had had. I won't go into all the details. <laughs> But there was there was one aha moment in a movie theater. Oh, tell me about that. A, I took a big dive oh. um, on a very bad date, oh, and I was no. carrying everything. I had the popcorn, the soda, I had everything in my hands. I didn't really know why, except that I thought maybe he had special seats, but he didn't have any seats. And I got stuck on this man's knee in the center row trying to climb in, and I took a tumble, and I soaked a, a row of people. Oh, I no. saw a dozen people <laughs> with popcorn and candy and soda. I mean, you name it. There were cups everywhere. It was a disaster. And, and that, you know, this was a really long time ago. It was really the aha moment where you think of something. But a lot of people think of an idea and they don't necessarily go home and start the iteration. They don't catch it. They don't capture the idea. Exactly. Right. They, they, you go home and you think about it and you, it, it kind of festers in your mind. And then you sit on it for a while. Um, and that's really what happened. We didn't really start to migrate into let's do this into really until smartphones came out. Interesting. Okay. Because when cell phones came out, those, those were in everyone's pocket. You know, and you weren't necessarily walking around with that phone in your hand all day. Because if it rang, you know, all it did was make a phone call and you could text. Right. But when, when the smartphone came out, now everyone is posting and sharing, and we're all using this yeah, vehicle. You're in walking our hands with it business. in hand every day. Exactly. We're scheduling appointments. We're even FaceTiming with teammates, uh, you know, whatnot. There's nothing you can't do on there. And that's when I really said that this is something that there's a void. You know, you get your best ideas out in the world. No you question. You just go outside and you walk around, <laughs> and if you really observe, Yep. Those are the moments when your best ideas come to mind because you see what people struggle with out in the street. No question. At a ballpark, you just notice things. And you see someone fall in a salad trap in Manhattan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I hate to say that I've seen that happen with someone texting and falling into a trap in the in the grounds where they keep food. Oh yeah. Some of the restaurants. Yep. But you do, you see those things and you start to realize. So that's really where it all began. It was 
smartphones came out, everyone lost a hand, so to speak. Sure. everyone. Lo- I love that phrase. Everyone lost a hand. And then you had this kind of this this incident. And so you have this idea. You actually caught it because you, you know, you remembered it and kind of, and, and you were curious about it. And so what made you take the step to say, you know, maybe we could come up with a solution for this in the food and beverage space? Honestly, the truth is I started making prototypes by myself. Hmm. You okay. know, a lot of people start that way. And I, I just created one, literally cutting and, and putting one together. I still have it today. It's quite the sight. I'm um, sure. <laughs> you wouldn't really want to lay your eyes on it. We certainly wouldn't post a video of that on LinkedIn. On the LinkedIn. Nice. <laughs> um, but, you know, you start off and you sketch and you start iterating and coming up with different ideas and how it should function and how it should work. And it's a super lengthy process. If you want to design something around really design thinking. No question. User experience and functionality. For customer, you know, experience is really all centered around the consumer. Well, and so, all right. So I, I love that. So you, you, you kind of, you come up with something You probably started vetting it with some different people to ask them what they think. You've tried it yourself a little bit, you know, it's still kind of a, I don't want to call it a prototype, but almost a mock-up. So how did you decide, you know, maybe this has legs and n- now I'm going to go take the time to find a manufacturing partner or, you know, uh, someone to help me actually make something that could work. Yeah, that's pretty much what we did. Um, well, I want to back up for one second and say that because I did not come out of the food and beverage industry. Right. So I needed, you know, if you're going to get into this sector, you have to know everything there is to know. Right. And, and, and you <laughs> Especially if you're going to sell everything. in that sector, right? If you're going right. to be selling so in to retailers and whatnot. You're still learning. I'm still learning every day. But when you start out, the brightest and best thing you can do is surround yourself with people way smarter than yourself. Yeah. And you created, I'll call it an advisory board of people that were from across the industry, from QSR, food service, and former Coca-Cola, former Pepsi, former Dr. Pepper, Yep. you know, people that really knew the industry and that I could learn from. And that's what I think any smart entrepreneur should do is surround yourself with just genius that you can learn from and take all the best of them that they can offer and, and lift you up and, and come together as a team. You know, without that, you, you're going to have a very difficult time, I think. No, no question. I, I you know, from entrepreneurs that I've interviewed on this podcast and that I know, you know, friends of mine, that's one of the, the traits that I find every time that they have surrounded themselves with people that are open to helping, that providing the real feedback, providing coaching and whether it's good or bad, but they're going to give you the real input, the real insight and may also have some of the connections you need, right? To, to find a manufacturer, to find prototype developers, to find designers, to find marketing and brand people. I mean, that's, and a lot of those people, they just, would like to be involved in something that's growing, right? That's that's why a lot of them do it. It's true. I mean, when there's a, you know, startups are exciting. We're agile. Uh, there's constant pivoting going on. And it's not for everybody. It certainly is not for the faint of heart, as we know. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you launched in 2012 and here we are, you, you know, just brought product to market late last year. You know, it's not a fast process when you're developing a product. It's not, actually. And we, we had a very early stage opportunity I'm not going to mention the company, but we learned a lesson, which was that you have to be ready for those (laughs) opportunities. And sometimes you find out uh, after the fact that you weren't ready. Yeah. And this is 
it's an interesting one and yeah, we won't talk to the company name but when you talk about being ready you what you really mean is you know bringing product that may still be quote unquote in development in front of a client or customer that could or- <laughs> place a massive order before you have a real finished product right basically yes i mean you know being ready in terms of commercialization being ready in terms of having manufacturing really nailed down you know not we've prototyped a little bit but we've run we've run production we know how this thing comes out of of the tooling you know all the details that can that can derail you no question that you don't know that you just don't plan for you think everything is going to go great and it doesn't Right. And for those that anybody really, no question for those that may not be familiar with, I'll I'll call it the consumer product development process. So you're talking about lids here that would go over a cup and hold food. And we'll talk about that in a minute, but that's not such a simple proposition, right? So there's an initial mock-up or design that Bonnie put together. Um, Then she had to find a company that could create a prototype and right. You know, today there are 3d printers you could use to do that, but I'm sure Bonnie, when you started this, that didn't really exist. And then you get into the process of creating what's called tooling and creating tooling costs a lot of money upfront before you even know if it works. Right. And so I know Bonnie, you went through a couple of iterations of your product where it started off a different size and whatnot and had to evolve that over time. Right. Yes. And we are literally at this stage at iteration number Probably 30. Wow. Oh yeah. my gosh. And the engineering, you know, the GoLids go are so highly functional. And I felt just super strong that if we're going to develop a solution, it has to be a phenomenal solution. Absolutely. It, it can't lack key features. And we'll get into that in a minute. Sure. But there are certain things about the product where we really stand out and differentiate in the market that I felt were absolutely, you know, non-starters if we can't have them. Sure. Well, I think that's a great segue. So why don't you talk about your why? In other words, like what were the the issues you were looking to solve and then the metrics around that, like incidents and whatnot? Yeah. The, you know, obviously the customer, that's a given. Everybody can see that handheld convenience right now is, is paramount and convenience in general. And it's really all stems from convenience. I always say we do sell lids. But what we're really selling is convenience, just as what Uber is selling is convenience. Amazon, convenience. All of these companies, it's all based around the model of convenience and how much easier, how much faster um, can we get it? How can we skip the line? How can we grab and go faster, faster, faster? And so for GoLids, you know, the customers, the consumer side of it is easy to understand. The business side, and we're B2B. You know, we're selling the businesses. And so, yes, they want, of course, to please their consumers. That's their lifeline. At the end of the day, that's who's in charge of everyone. They're they're, they're all of our bosses because they can put you out uh, in a heartbeat if they're not happy as, as your customers. So that side is clear. But for the business side, it's really centered on like incidents, food and beverage incidents, uh, check average, ounces all developed around this model of what can, how does GoLids feed into that? And, you know, one of our propositions is obviously incidents, food and beverage incidents being low in certain places, depending on the company. Um, A food brand, for instance, offers food, that's their core. And so when people say, let's go to brand X, 
to a food brand, they're talking about the food. Very few people will say, let's go here and get a beverage when that brand is known for food. If it's a beverage brand, it's the reverse. You say, let's go there and get a beverage. But when you arrive, of course, they want to upsell you some of their food. Right. Like Starbucks. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, they want to upsell a bagel right. or a donut. If right. you talk about a McDonald's, they want to upsell a Coca-Cola. Right. Exactly. But you're going there for the Big Mac. That's correct. Um, or some of their food items, because that's what they're known for. And so what Golitz can offer is the fact that it combos and makes it easy to say yes. Um, not only does it drive ounces, you know, potentially selling more ounces. We all know that liquid ounces is where it's at. I mean, the bottle, bottled beverages obviously are not going anywhere soon, but they make a lot more margin. Oh, yeah. No question. I mean, food service. And iced yeah. coffee and smoothies. Yeah. I mean, you know, I spent a lot of time at Coca-Cola and I mean, food service and that the fountain business is, uh, you know, it's, it's a very profitable business for the the retailers out there and food distributors and gas stations and whatnot that, that you know, provide those beverages, right? Versus bottled can, which is a high, little higher cost. So. so, you know, we pretty much can clip onto, we do clip onto every single food service cup out there within size categories. Um, and it's universal. So we can clip on to, if you take 10 brands and you take their size cup from a 29 ounce to a 33 ounce, right? the lid in that size category clips onto every one. We have, we've probably clipped <laughs> and tested about 100,000 cups. I can only imagine. <laughs> At this stage. Wow. Yeah, you can just imagine what the office looks like. And yeah, it's cups everywhere. There are cups everywhere. dangling from every office over here. <laughs> And, and, and then the other aspect is the value-add upsell. You know, people, obviously, these brands want to upsell. They want you to leave with food and beverage. They want you to leave with everything that they offer. But because grab-and-go, because it's a rushed world we're living in, and everyone is just run, 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 it's got, there's got to be some value-add. There's got to be a reason for them to say, okay, I will have a bagel. I would like a donut. Um, and it doesn't have to be an unhealthy offering. It can be healthy. It can be salads. It can be fruit salad. It can be anything that they're looking to offer, even for the CPG companies for the packaged goods. You know, we look at Golas as more of a convenience vehicle. It's just a vehicle that's making it easy to purchase whatever it is that you're going to add to that check average. Right. Yeah. Um, Makes but sense. Yeah. So, you know, that's the so that's the solution we bring for the businesses. And of course, we realized over time that without the solution. For that side of it, replacing the commodity lid, you know, the sunk cost of a supply. And really, that's what a standard lid, really standard supplies in general. They're pure cost. You cannot run your business without them. You can't sell a beverage without a lid. You can't sell a salad without a bowl. Uh, you can't sell a burger without a box. So these are all supply costs that is an immense expense for them. That doesn't generate revenue. It supports sales. But it can't generate revenue. That's what truly makes Golid unique. It's, it's replacing the standard commodity lid and actually generating driving an revenue. Check average. Yep. Yeah, love that. So I get it that you know you you had all different versions of product and lids and cups and whatnot. So one of the keys, obviously, from here is like growing the business, right? So, and I know you've had lots of meetings with different clients out there, QSRs, drive-throughs, convenience stores, stadiums, theaters, theme parks. I mean, this is like your sweet spot. So talk about acquiring customers and like growing the business. For us, growing it right now is gathering the data 
analyzing the metrics. Um, you know, one key thing that's coming in from the accounts around the country that have it at the moment from the East Coast and the West Coast is the check average. Ah, interesting. We're getting back. Okay. Yeah, it, it, they're getting an average of $2 increase on their check average. Wow. That's pretty which significant. Is tre- it's significant. It's tremendous. And it is really all centered around these offerings that are, you know, consumers coming in and seeing this lid. A, they're, they're intrigued by it. But most of all, what they're most uh, taken with is the fact that it's handheld. People come in, they have phones, they have laptops, they've got children, strollers, you know, you name it. We're all bogged down all day long with packages and briefcases and, and all kinds of stuff. And when you make it convenient, again, that's what people pay for. We pay up for convenience, all of us, every day. So that's what these QSRs and accounts are telling us, that they're coming in and they're seeing it. Obviously, the marketing plays a big role here. Um, you know, it, it, the fact that the product is clear, that you can see into it, you know, people eat with their eyes, so to speak. So when someone's online and they're walking away with this, with this drink and this lid on top and you see the food, you, you naturally want to ask the person at the counter or the drive-thru or whoever, what is that? Show it to me. And the second they say, oh, that's GoLids, that's a combo, would you like to try that? It's, it's, a, it's a absolutely. Uh, you know, that looks super convenient. So that's one way is analyzing the, the data, the metrics. Um, at the end of the day, data, obviously, as we know, is, is king and always tells a real story about a product and how successful it's going to be right now and going forward. You know, can, is it sustainable? Can they really build incremental growth with this product? Sure. Well, and the other I, aspect yeah, go is ahead. the yeah. customer experience side. All right. Talk you about know. that piece then. The customer experience. And we've gone out. We've interviewed, at this stage, hundreds of consumers. Yes. And for those of you that want to see some of those videos, you can go check out Bonnie on LinkedIn. She's got amazing videos in the space or yeah, the website. Well, we have yep. some people that we work with and customer testimonials and even you know live close-up stuff that you see what's going on and how simplistic the product is. You know, the operational angle here is a deal breaker if it's not right. You've got to really be able to sit down and analyze the metrics and look at look at your bandwidth and and know that you can deliver the product on a consistent basis. There's nothing worse than launching a product that can't be delivered. Right. I can't imagine you'd keep the customer for long, right? If <laughs> you exactly. can't complete orders. And and that's the other thing is you want to develop a relationship with that customer. They certainly don't want to offer this this great product to their consumers, only to find out that they can't get it or that you're out of stock, or you can't fill orders, or they can't rely on you. And I think it takes time to build that momentum and takes time to, to, to earn that trust that you can, in fact, deliver on a regular basis. And it takes time to be able to do that. We're now in a great position. We have a phenomenal manufacturing partner. Which is huge. I mean, when you have a product, having a good partner in that space, I, I've found, you know, <laughs> from my own experience, also critical, right? Absolutely. It, it's it's crucial. So they're they're a tremendous partner. They're in this with us, and I know that we can you know we can operate on all cylinders. And I can honestly say, years ago, we were not in that position. You know, we might have been able to operate at some level, but not at the point where we are able to go out and say to a national account, "Of course, we can handle this business." 
And I think that's you know, that's one of the mistakes we've made early on. Sure. Is thinking that you can do something that you can't do and failing. But ultimately, as everyone knows, you fail. Hopefully you get back up and you keep going and you find a solution. Right. Another thing that you've talked about is, you know, building awareness and marketing. And I think of people that I've seen that launch products, consumer products, you do one of the best jobs of like getting the word out and using video, for example. Talk about that as one of the things you've learned as well. I think the video is crucial. And I think it's been a game changer for us. You know, depending on a product, if you look at a picture of a delicious bag of potato chips, it's very easy to understand. We all know what a potato chip is. We can imagine if it's a jalapeno, delicious new flavor. You can imagine what that tastes like. But when you see a product that's pure innovation, uh, it's hard. You know, the pictures, unfortunately, they're good, but they're not good enough where you really understand the product. You know, GoLids start flat. They nest for storage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. For operations. But if you look at the picture, they look like big containers. Well, right. if I was a QSR or an operation any in any food service channel, you sit and wonder, well, what are we going to do with this? We'd have to we'd have to purchase another stadium just for the inventory. <laughs> just to hold the inventory. <laughs> where do you where are we going to put these gigantic containers all over the place? And so they don't know that, you know, fifty stack without falling over um, and nest into an area. There are key things you can't communicate. So has given us this platform to get, you know, take the cameras, go behind the counter, watch them fill in order, um, show them that we, you know, from, from start to finish is completed in seven seconds, you know, that they, they can go that quickly. You know, there are key places where speed, speed is crucial no matter where you are, but certain areas, like especially the drive-through, right? That's an area where every, QSR out there, crucial importance. I can see that being huge for you guys. I mean, you just hand one thing to the driver, you know, it's easily accessed, managed, you know what I mean? Right. Right in the cup holder. Right. Exactly. There's no box. There's no bag. There's no mess in the car. You know, there's been studies done back when by a couple beverage companies on the drive-thru and it overwhelmingly came back with a large number of consumers that didn't want to take beverage in the car because it's a mess. And with GoLids, you know, what, when you go to stab your straw into the uh, receptacle area, you, you hit air because it's off. It's 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 literally pushed up off the cup, so there is no mess. The whole thing houses. And there have been companies that have innovated for the cup holder, for food to actually go in the cup holder. But then you have to wonder. If the food is going in the cup holder, what happens to the beverage incidence of that? <laughs> it goes down. <laughs> right. Yep. You know, so now your food is in the cup holder. Where does the beverage go? In your lap? Right. In the door. You know, it's, it's, right. <laughs> yep, so exactly. I could see the mindset of the, of the innovation and of that packaging. It just doesn't hit all targets overall. Yeah. I also think theme parks. I mean, you think about walking around a theme park with one thing in left hand, phone in the right, you know, just. Much easier, and and and, and squeezing children <laughs> right, in your stroller, right? Um, th- you know that is just not uh, that that's uh, theme park is a given. I mean, that's just the place. Stadiums, theme parks, those are places where you are literally trapped, and it's also even the airport. You know, it goes back to convenience when you're there, and they and they sell you a five dollar bottle of water. 
Is it worth it? No, it isn't worth it. But the reality is you're there and you either die of thirst or you pay $5 for the bottle of water. Personally, when I go to the airport, I recently was traveling and I had the lid with me. You know, I, I take the lid with me wherever I go. And the response is sometimes comical. People tapping me on the shoulder. Where did you get? What brand? You know, depending what cup it's clipped to. Because it does clip to so many cups, people misunderstand. So they ask me, did you get it here? Did you get it there? And, you know, it's, it's the whole thing. But it's super convenient. It, it's just, you know, the cover itself, the fact that there's a cover on it and there's a lock in the front is really the best part because you can, you know, no one walks around like a robot with their hands standing straight up at a, at a perfect angle. So you tilt it, you move it, and it just nothing will happen. No, I, I think it's it, it's cool. And it's going to be exciting to see you guys grow, especially with the space that's just evolving and, and booming, I'll, I'll say, um, in, in so many different venues. So, all right, Bonnie, where can our listeners find you, learn more about you, learn more about the company, check out the product, you know, all of that? They can find us on LinkedIn. Of course. <laughs> of course, because we're all, we're all over LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. So we have a pretty decent presence on all those platforms. And then, of course, golids.com. And what's great is right now we are uh, ripping down our website and putting up this amazing new website. That's pretty awesome. No, that's yeah, great. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And it's not done quite yet, but we're getting there. And it's really going to be more of a user experience. There are going to be some really cool features on there that will allow, you know, a customer, of course, you know, B2B customer to go on there and really deep and really engage and deep dive and get a close up, you know, really closer look at the product. And maybe even, well, I don't want to, I don't want to reveal all the tricks. <laughs> I, don't, I was just about to reveal one of them, but I think I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> Just some people looking at me thinking she's not really she's she gonna do that right I'm um, sure no i'm not i'm 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 zipping it uh but they, yeah that's I think the website's gonna be key, and then of course, you know we've got we have reps around the country, and so we're very responsive, and I think the best thing really is, it's it's our team I love that it's it's our team is what makes this happen, yeah, it's all about the and people. what's great is everyone loves to get on a call, you know, I know nobody loves to get on long winded phone calls and spend a ton of time investigating a product or, you know, what they perceive to be a typical food service package. You know, how exciting can that be? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> you know, who wants to discuss a package for more than five minutes? But what happens really on the phone calls is amazing because there's a lot of misconception about what it is and how it works. And when we get on the call and we explain it and what it's replacing and what it can do, it's, it's a magical phone call. It really turns into a real discussion about strategy and driving business. And I want to say one more thing. What I think the greatest proposition of all is how many companies this can touch at one time, meaning that due to, due to strategic partnerships, some of which I can't divulge at the moment, there can be two, three, even four companies getting involved with this lid from marketing on top of the lid. You know, we can market. Uh, we can, got it. Yep. I can see we that. We can brand on the lid. It's a fantastic vehicle to brand. So we can brand the lid. So now you've got the company carrying it. 
potentially the beverage company. That's part of it since we're clipping to the cup. Potentially another entertainment company that wants some real estate on top of the lid and recognition for where you're standing. So it's great that one product can touch so many different areas Hmm. and actually have an effect for for those companies. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a great... Uh, proposition, something I hadn't thought about. That's awesome. And there'll be information on the lid, you know, when talk about where to find it and whatnot, depending on the company, they can put their app on there, you know, all kinds of information leading you to other places to find more information about those products. Right. Just doesn't have to be the clear, typical, you know, plastic lid. So that's awesome. And of course, GoLids goes on the bottom in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's part of your brand. You know, for anyone who's <laughs> listening, um, we <laughs> that's another lesson we learned is Take your name off the product in the front. <laughs> right. We did have our name embedded into um, in the plastic. the plastic. Oh my god! And a couple of companies, you know, said you're, you're going to take your name off of here, right? <laughs> if you're going to, you're going to go underneath, like all the other packaging companies do, <laughs> underneath the lid, oh my somewhere god. off in the corner. Right. So yes, of course. And I also want to say one more thing is that the, <laughs> <laughs> I keep thinking that I want to add one thing, and that's about. This is a big topic. It's about sustainability and the environment because we've gotten a lot of inquiries and there's a lot of misconception about plastics and those that can be recycled, those that cannot be recycled. The best thing we're doing is using already renewed material. Oh, wow. That's great. So we're, not at, we're never purchasing new pet material. We're That's using awesome. renewed materials that have already been recycled, recycled FDA yeah. approved. And so it's more repurposed the material. That's an initiative going forward that we'll continue to build on. And obviously, the ultimate goal is moving towards full compostability. That's awesome. I love that. Well, Bonnie, it has been awesome having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for uh, jumping on. Thank you so much for having me and much continued success. I know everyone's really enjoying Mm. all of your interviews that you're putting out. Well, I think this one's been a blast and I'm so glad we can make it happen. Thank you. I'm very excited to hear it. Thank you for joining us on The ContenderCast. You can download additional ContenderCast episodes directly via the Apple iTunes App Store, the Google Play Store, Spotify, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on The ContenderCast, connect with us at contenderbrands.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender. Contender.